Hey, good, good, good morning. You are tuned in to Little Rally Radio, <laughs> Lone Darts Radio. Oh boy, oh, you're right there, bud. I think he's a, I caught a frog. I caught a frog. And, and Jacob's it's, got it's a frog. It's settling in. It's like, hey, buddy, <laughs> nice, uh, nice uh, chest cavity you got there, right? Yeah, I'm exactly. Gonna, I'm gonna move on in. That's Link Ray, Link Ray, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Link Ray, right? With Comanche. No, Normally no. we play Trail of the Lonesome Pine, correct? But this is a Christmas song. This is the Christmas episode of Lawn Darts Radio. Yes, it is. Um, it's, uh, it became a Christmas song in 1979. Oh. Uh, Billy Childish, um, basically on Christmas Day, released 25 of his favorite garage rock songs of all time. Yeah. Um, and he covered each of them. And so he, when he played this, he called the song Link Ray's Christmas ah. instead of Comanche. So ah, okay. That's a little inside, uh, inside joke there for, well, that's for, for the fans of Link Ray and Billy uh, childish North Carolina native Link Ray. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Ben. Good morning, Jacob. How <laughs> are is. you, buddy? I'm great. It's good to be in the studio. It's good to be hanging out with uh, with my dear friend. And uh, we're going to be playing a lot of good Christmas songs. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, we are recording this in the evening. Hence why we're laughing at the, the good morning. <laughs> but you're listening in the morning. But we are recording this on Festivus Eve. Festivus show Eve. Will then be broadcasting on Christmas Eve. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it'll live in the Little Royal Radio Library. Uh, forever, forever. <laughs> if we're lucky, <laughs> if we if we if we if we pay the bills this, for the server this is farm. an artifact. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, future. <laughs> Saw a thing recently online um, that's been uh, uh, recycled, um, rememed uh, fairly frequently since yeah. I first saw it. Yeah, but there were people were explaining to Gen Z they won't understand um, that we'll never be able to tell time the way they do. Because for us, the millennium turn will always be new because it was something that we were waiting for and waiting for and waiting for. Oh, and so it's yeah. um, the it was such a big turn of our perception of time that we always have the before and the now and the future. Um, and so it doesn't matter if something was 23 years ago, 43 years ago. It's, for us, it's was it before or after the millennium. Yeah. Um, and, and they won't know that. I, so I saw. It'll I saw, be unrelatable content for I, them. Well, I, and, and along those lines, I saw a meme. It was a tweet from a professor. It uh, said he got a note from a student saying, oh, I found, the, I found this uh, work from the late 1900s. Can I use it? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You absolutely can. <laughs> the late 1900s, and I'm dead. <laughs> That's where we are, man. Yeah. We, we, we <laughs> good, good times. Oh, man. And, uh, speaking of late 1900s. Yeah. You know, that's there's there's no Christmas special like the the late 1900s Christmas specials. That's true. That is true. Every, really, everything had a Christmas time. Everyone, yeah, everyone did. All, all the all the uh, all the sitcoms had a Christmas episode, uh, which sort of follows every every CD. Basically, like if we're gonna send you in the studio to make an album, you have to use that same recording time to make a Christmas song that yes. we're gonna hold, so that way the radio stations can go all Christmas, and yep. you might have a double chance to get. Uh, discovered and yep, I don't think that's the case anymore. No, it's but not. It was, Nobody it does that. No, it was things. But yeah. every, everyone recorded their Christmas albums in August yeah. because everyone, you know, yeah, that's how we got Christmas in Harlem. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've, I've heard that song a lot more this year than like any other. I, you year. know, I was listening to it was in my it was in my uh, jazz uh, jazzy Christmas mix. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. Christmas, Christmas. It's time a good song. I hate to say it, but it is a really good song. Why do you hate to say it? Because it's someone that's financially successful with the music they've made, and and hats off to them, kudos to them. But okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Christmas! It is Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry, Merry Christmas, buddy. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to the Yule holiday and uh, the coming of the new year. Yeah, yeah. But we were talking about uh, earlier while we were thinking about this show. We were talking about the winter solstice yeah yeah we uh which just passed us yes so we uh we are now every day has a little bit more light yes go 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 day star <laughs> do your thing <laughs> go equatorial tilt we got this um but also um with that it's always a good reminder for how beautiful the stars are at yes. night in the winter time especially um, in there's the a change time. in the humidity uh and it is a bit darker 
And so those two factors um, it's mean that there's less light pollution that yep. is um, obstructing your view. The light pollution is still there. Right. Um, and I guess, yeah, the crispness is nice, too. Yeah, yeah. But and I like the winter solstice. I, I like wintertime in general. And maybe this is just... My ancient, you know, heritage. My my ancestors, my ancestors from the old ah, country. This feels right. <laughs> Something coming up the guilt. <laughs> well, no, actually, I read I read a piece, uh, in the study that showed that um, that uh, early like Neanderthals actually hibernated. They they hibernated during the winter. Like real hibernation, like, like bear real, hibernation. honest to god hibernation. Really? Yeah, That's that they cool. would go and they would sleep most of the winter. Uh, and, and, you know, scientists have just discovered this, uh, using, uh, looking at the, the bones of early hominids and everything. Uh, so I'm, conf- I'm thoroughly convinced that, you know, being, being from the old country of Scotland, Ireland, and England, the, the British Isles, that, that, uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy winter. Uh, I think it's cozy. I think it's lovely. Uh, and and I will hibernate a little bit, but uh, I don't mind the darkness. I like it. Yeah, and I like I like the crispness. I, I, I love I like the, the crispness. The yeah. cool air crispness. making my lungs feel full and and delicious. And, yeah. And I'm just like everything is like a, a you're striving. You've you know you're running running to get that goose, and it's like yeah, what day is it? It's Christmas Day. No, it, it's November fifteenth. <laughs> it's Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, I also like the springtime. You know, if you're in Raleigh, you gotta love the springtime. Oh, you it, have to it love is the our season. No, it is. It it really is from March till about mid May. That's that's a really sweet spot for. But for and March, I know we've been arguing a little bit, um, but I, I still think we're gonna have a very wintry winter this year. A lot of uh, seasonal precipitation come January and February. Uh, you know what? I'm fine with that. Honestly. I, I am out of the newsroom now, and I really want a snow day. <laughs> like, I deserve a snow. Day. I deserve a snow. I want a real. I want to have God to tie. I want to have to tie tennis rackets to my feet. Nope. And get traction out there. Nope. I don't want to have to leave and get to the. Get oh yeah, the you, studio. you just said you want to be cozy and hibernate. So cool. No, seriously, Enjoy. but no, but I really, I haven't had a snow day. Since college, honestly, I haven't had a snow day since college because I've always had to go out and report. I've always had to go to the newsroom and be there during, you know, winter weather coverage and make sure our reporters are out there being safe, telling you what not to do while they are out there doing the things you know who else you, wants, telling you not to do. What's a snow day? The Raleigh Ringers. The Raleigh Ringers. Yeah. Who are they? Oh, so there, there is a fantastic dedicated. Handbell Choir here in Raleigh yeah. called the Raleigh Ringers. Okay, um, they've um, they have uh, two great PBS shows oh. um, of their concerts. Uh, the the most spectacular of which is called One Night and Mamandi. Okay, um, yeah. and uh, I'm trying to remember the other one. Yeah, but if you just search, go to like uh, North Carolina PBS and search for Raleigh Ringers. Yeah, um, you'll get one of their specials that's streamable. Um, the the one night of Mamandi is temporarily off of stream, so you got to get the DVD from PBS or gotcha. or one of those outlets. But uh, yeah. uh, uh, it's a fantastic handbell choir. They've released eight records so far. Eight records. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and they are done for the season. They just had their big concert at Mamandi sure. last week. Yeah. But if you're lingering for Christmas all year round, they will be back doing a tour of the Southeast. Their Christmas performances in April. What? So, yeah. They're gonna do. Christmas. They're taking a break, and then they're gonna be. You know, they're gonna like, go right. on tour and do their Christmas. Yeah, stuff they're in doing April? Uh, Virginia and South Carolina and Georgia and uh, London, Tennessee. Well, dang. Um, <laughs> and they're gonna start it off uh, in Fuqua Arena on April fifth. Okay. Uh, and, that, that's uh, worth a trip down to the Quay. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, most of the time they practice and and call Raleigh home and. Uh, I was gonna play a song. I was for gonna say off is, of their record. This is this a um, big lead in into <laughs> it? <laughs> this is off their seventh album, a wintry mix. This is called "Christmas Time Is Here," and it is done by uh, the Raleigh Ringers. So uh, keep ringing your bells, y'all are y'all are killing it. All right. And uh, another another reason. Wait, that, is this a Vince Guaraldi cover? Uh, uh, we're gonna find out together. Okay. You said a Christmas time is here. That's the name of the song, and that's what I'm assuming it is. But I have not previewed it, so we're gonna. Yes, it is. You're tuned into Little Raleigh Radio. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Merry that's Stevie Christmas. Wonder, one little Christmas tree. And that's Benny Mac. Yeah. Also a Merry Little Christmas tree. Merry Little Christmas tree. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, this year's been a little tough. It, uh, it, I feel like I'm not alone in feeling like it just doesn't quite feel like Christmas. And yeah, and so I think that um, to you have to more more so than maybe some other years, you have to take it upon yourself to to create that that Christmas spirit and that that mood that um, our ideals associate with the holiday. Um, and and whenever I am able to do that, all of a sudden, um, you know, it, it does uplift me and make me feel yeah. feel like it's in the blah 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 time. No, um, and so. I, I and and I'm, I'm with you on that one. Like I was really really into the Christmas spirit coming out of coming out of Thanksgiving. I was feeling really good. Uh, you know, I actually the day before Thanksgiving, I went to the farmer's market. Got my tree. Oh, well done. Got my tree that weekend, you know, Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I set my tree up. I put my lights out out, outside. I, you know, put my lights on my tree and everything, decorated it. Uh, Did all my Christmas shopping by December 1st. Even before that, actually, uh, well, yeah, but but I was done by like first weekend in first weekend of December, and I've just been enjoying that and whatnot. And then this past week, I it just mm, I I got I call it my winter madness <laughs> because it, it it just for what for whatever reason it really just you know it hits me. Um, that just this season and this time of year, this season just really is difficult. And and for whatever reason, this year really, really hit me hard. Um, and I'm you know, just I'm, I'm coming out of it. and I'm, you know, better for it on the other side and whatnot. But I mean, it, it's there. There are a lot of people out there and, I, and I'm with you. I feel it. I, I feel it pretty acutely myself. Just, you know, the difficulty staying in that pre- staying present in that holiday spirit. Well, let's all let's all hope for peace on earth. Well, we need it, goodness. Yeah, goodness and mercy, we need it right and now. And next year, yeah, I would like to formally invite you. Okay. I don't know where we're gonna do it yet. Okay. But but what's been missing from my life for a while? Yeah. Is to getting together with friends. Yeah. Stringing popcorn all around a Christmas tree. Yeah. Making cookies and drinking punch and watching the stop motion Rudolph with Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> So I'm doing that next year. You remember Bumble? And you're going to come here. Bumble's, Bumble's bounce. bounce. <laughs> Look what else he can do. No, I love this so, idea. So will you please join me next year? Yes, I will. To watch the, the Rankin Bass yes. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. We could do that. The finest piece of marketing in retail store. <laughs> the, the finest piece of Christmas marketing. I can't remember the name of the uh, the store that created Rudolph, but it, it, it was one was of those New York. Mace, it was Macy's. It was or it, Gimbals? It, it was a Gimbals. It was Gimbals. Okay. Yeah. 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 And now, now it's it's part of it. It's the. No, it is yeah. that you know that along with Charlie Brown Christmas, I get very Charlie Brown this time of year, especially as we approach Christmas. Mm. I get, you know, very Charlie that exasperation. Brown. Yes, that so, that that, so that we just, all need a Linus to yeah to to to, br- to, to bring to us around, bring us back, and, and to like, say, hey, hey, this is what it's about. You know, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, um, things of that nature, uh, that that type of stuff. Yeah, somewhere in the city of Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're gonna hear it a little bit. Um, the uh, the uh, Mavis Staples was who took Mary out of Christmas. Oh, have you heard that before? No, I have. It's really good. It's okay. really good. She's like, you know what? You know, you know, there somebody that we don't like to talk about has an important part to play. Yes, the Christmas nativity, yeah. and her name is Mary. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna sing you a song about it. Okay, so that that's on deck. But I'm looking forward to you coming to watch Rudolph next year. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it this year. But the only Christmas thing I've seen this year is Charlie Brown. You watched an excellent Christmas movie that I think needs to be. Uh, Probably going to be in the catalog of Christmas movies for a long time to come. What's that? Uh, there's a movie that you just watched. It had a very grumpy, grumpy man in it. Oh, the holdovers! Exactly, the holdovers. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, yes, the holdovers. Paul Giamatti, uh, fantastic. Just if he does not get an Oscar nomination for this, I don't know. Yeah, the Oscars just, are dead. Yeah, Oscars are done. Oscars are dead. No, but no, I'm serious. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's de- it's going to be destined to be a really good to be to be a Christmas movie, 
you know, moving forward. Yeah, it's about uh, three people that pretty much want to be left to their own devices. Yep. Uh, circumstances um, force them to uh, live together uh, and uh, spend Christmas together um, in a very brutal New England winter. Yes. It, and, it, it, and, it's and, such a lovely movie. It's a heartfelt movie, and I just... I, I love Paul Giamatti anyway as an actor. He's he's incredible. Uh, this is his second pairing with Alexander Payne, director. Yeah. It's and it been, has a nice Hal Emmerich feel to it. Yes, it does. It really does. And you know, this is like twenty some odd years since Sideways, when uh, that, Paul, was, <laughs> that was not twenty some odd years ago. It was. Yes. So that whole generational thing we were just talking about a little while ago. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. No, but yeah, yeah. No. Oh yeah, the holdovers. Really good. Really good movie. So put that on your Christmas pack. Absolutely, put it on your list if you're going to the theaters. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, just delightful candor in the movie. Oh yeah, and sincerity. Yeah, exactly. Very heartfelt. Yeah, and it just shows that you know even the most curmudgeonly ones, folks, they they have a kernel of a heart of gold, a kernel of gold in their heart. Well, but usually if they're going to be that much of a curmudgeon, they've 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 had a heart of gold, and it's it's been um exactly um. Not ground down, but... They've been hurt. Yeah, stepped on. So, here's my hot take. Ebenezer Scrooge is misunderstood. And here we go. This is why. Ebenezer Scrooge is misunderstood. Everyone thinks he's a miserly, mean, you know, old bastard. No. Scrooge was hurt. Scrooge was hurt. If you go back and read A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens... Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, as a child, his mother died in childbirth, giving birth to him. His father blamed him for that and was cold and distant and sent him off to school. And so he would spend Christmas holidays at school instead of coming home. And, you know, the only person that showed him any warmth and love and care was his sister, Belle. So as he grows up and he goes to Fezziwigs and he and he and he um, and he sees his uh, uh, or meets his fiance and whatnot, he is trying to express love the way that he knows how to, and that is to make money and to to you know provide for a good home and a good life for him. Except his fiance is like no that's not a you know that's not enough i want you to love and 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 i want you to to feel love and i want you to love me and ebenezer does but doesn't know how to express that and since he was hurt and has been hurt she releases him from their um from their uh, arrangement from their engagement and from there on he uh scrooge got gets in with um Marley, Jacob Marley, and they become very rich, but he buries himself in his work, and that's why he is not mean. Yes, he comes off as gruff and and uh, gruff and uh, sometimes mean, um, but he is not. He is not a, a bad person, and that's why you have the spirits that go that come to 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 show him and everything to remind him. To remind him of that goodness that he has at the center of his soul, and so that's my hot take. And 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 I kindly feel that a little bit every every year. I empathize with Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, you, you should. I mean, I think most people do. That's why the story works. No, I get it. I understand, but people misunderstand him. Yeah. That that's my point. He is misunderstood. And he pays Bob Cratchit more than what minimum wages. Yep, exact. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> well, he paid him twelve sixty a week in in modern dollars. Oh wow, that is yeah okay I mean, yeah. Then not a Rowley living wage no. by any means, but you know, but more than the federal minimum. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, that's my that's my hot take on a Christmas Carol. Speaking of which, and congrat- of course, I love um, congratulations, Scrooge's nephew, Scrooge's nephew, um, uh, Fred Hollywalk. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Uh, also, congratulations to Ira David Wood III for handing the reins over 
after 50 years of playing uh, Scrooge. Not a dry eye in the house. Not a dry eye in the house, seriously. I mean, everyone who's been a part of that show showed up, and, and now he's passing it on to uh, I, I David Wood the fourth. Even his wife, even Reverend Rachel showed up and did a uh, did a cameo appearance as uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, I thought she did. Um, is that is that what she did? Yeah, yeah, she did. She did Ghost of Christmas Past with her daddy. So yeah, congratulations to the Wood family. Well done. And finally, as you all know. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, defends our North American airspace each and every day. However, on Christmas Eve, NORAD has one additional special mission, tracking Santa as he makes his way across the globe. This is NORAD's 68th year conducting this important mission, and children and families worldwide will be able to call to ask NORAD's live operators about Santa's location on the 24th, starting at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone number to call is one eight seven seven H I NORAD Hi NORAD or eight seven seven four four six six seven two three. You will also be able to track Saint Nick's annual journey on the NORAD Track Santa website, Facebook, X, Instagram, and YouTube. And last year alone, NORAD answered over seventy three thousand calls just on December twenty fourth alone, and the program generated more than two million social media followers. Every year, more than 1,000 American and Canadian members of NORAD volunteers and a variety of corporate contributors are proud to continue the tradition of tracking Santa. And with that, I'm happy to take your questions. We'll start. <laughs> and that was the press secretary for the Pentagon, Major General Patrick Ryder, giving a, an update on how uh, the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. military is going to support, protect, and track Santa, Santa Claus, like they've been doing for the past 60 years. When you turned your mic on, I thought you were going to ask a question. Oh, <laughs> you thought I was going to ask a question? Because like, he, he just opened the floor up to questions. You're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question. <laughs> so, no, have, you, have you heard the theory that Santa Claus is a quantum being? A quantum being? Yeah. No. What is this? So, you know, um, like Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. You know, until you open the box, it is both a state of alive and not alive. Correct. You know. Right. Um, so when Santa Claus is either in your house or not in your house. Yeah. And so he's in every house, possibly all at the same time. And that's oh. how he can travel from from place to place because he's everywhere all at once as long as we don't catch him. Oh. Yeah. A quantum being. Yeah. That's fantastic. So he he's out there on the sleigh building up enough momentum. Yes. To That's fascinating. To, yeah. I bet so. That's some fascinating stuff. Do you know the story behind uh, NORAD tracking uh I don't. Oh, this is this is a great story. So N NPR did this about two four, uh, 2014 uh a part of their story core. Uh the children of the colonel who was in charge of NORAD on Christmas Eve in 1955, tells this story. So uh, what happened was is that Sears, Roebuck, and Company put a uh, an advertisement in newspapers saying, call me direct, sorry, excuse me, put in, put in a, an advertising with Santa Claus saying, hey, kids, call me direct at this number. I got in trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the number that was listed in the ad was the secret hotline to NORAD. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it was the 50s. It was the Oak Corps. He had, uh, uh, and, and, and so this, this colonel, uh, his name was a Colonel Harry Shoup had two phones on his desk, including a red one. Only a four-star general and his and and he, Colonel Shoup, had that number. So that night, the red phone rang. He picks it up, and it's a kid on the other side asking to talk to Santa Claus. And the colonel gets upset, rightfully so. <laughs> he gets upset. And the kid starts crying. 
So he realizes, okay, this isn't a joke. This is for real. And so he talked to him, and he hoed, 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 and played it up as Santa Claus and everything. And then he said, may I talk to your mother? And the mother got on the phone and said, you haven't seen the paper yet? There's a phone number to call Santa. It's the Sears ad. He looked it up, and there it was, the number to his red phone hotline. (laughs) It, it it got to be a big joke around the the command center, as our kids say. So uh, on Christmas Eve in 1955, there was a drawing of a sleigh and eight reindeer coming over the North Pole on the big glass board with the United States and Canada over it. <laughs> oh, so that is how NORAD started tracking santa claus nice and and later in life he got he got uh letters from all over the world uh and he oh and into his 90s he would carry those letters around with him in a briefcase that had a lock on it as (laughs) if it were top secret information (laughs) so that is why that's that, the tradition of NORAD. That's how NORAD. And if you don't know NORAD, NORAD is the North American uh, Air, Aerospace Command. They're the ones uh, that track uh, North uh, that track all traffic, uh, military, commercial, whatever in the United States and Canada. They also have. They're the ones that launch the nuclear missiles. <laughs> so that's why when the red phone rings up, Colonel Shroop was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> So do we know was that a was it a typo or it was a typo? Okay, it was a typo. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So when I, when I was little, there was a uh, a one nine hundred number of which to call Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, a one nine one nine hundred. Yeah. So come January, the phone bill arrives, Woo! and there's a Boy. whole bunch of one nine hundred numbers. So how many times did you call? I only remember calling the ones, but, but I, how, I, was, I mean, I but how a, long were you? I mean, it was like a, you know five, you know four ninety five a minute. Yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> we had to then call the number to see what the number was oh to make sure that uh you know I was not doing. Inappropriate things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just wanted to know what was going on at the North Pole, Mom. <laughs> it wasn't even Santa. It was a recorded message. <laughs> it was Mrs. Claus <laughs> working on her OnlyFans. <laughs> I bet they have that nowadays. Oh, well, I'm sure they do. <laughs> if not, have I got a money-making idea for Exactly. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, prior to uh, learning more about NORAD, thank you for sharing that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and uh, looking forward to their coverage this year yes. tonight. Yes. Uh, but prior to that, we heard Bill to Spill covering Linus and Lucy. Yes. And then we heard um, Vince Guaraldi, uh, Tannenbaum, on Tannenbaum from the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. soundtrack. And then a Mountain Man with Green Sleeves. Right. And John Coltrane with Green Sleeves. With Green Sleeves. Oh, yeah. All right there. Green sleeves all around. All the way around. And uh, speaking of green sleeves, you had an uncle that uh, has quite the green sleeves. I did. Yeah. Did. Yes. My Uncle Arnie. Uh, my Uncle Arnie was, uh, he was such a wonderful man. Um, he was a Jewish man and married into my family. Um, his, uh, his best friend ran... Uh, one of the National Institutes of Health. It was the National Skin Institute. And my aunt uh, was a dermatologist, went to work for, for him, and he got my Aunt Carol and Uncle Arnie together. And oh. and so that, you know, they got married and uh, and everything like that. But Arnie's, uh, Arnie was a uh, financial planner. That was his day job. But he and two other uh, guys, uh, silent partners, owned a Christmas tree farm uh, up in West Virginia uh, on the other side of Harper's Ferry. And Arnie loved that farm, loved it. And he, he tended to, he, 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 he grew scotch pines, uh, and he would spend all summer uh, going up there on the weekends to trim trees, 
uh, he would hire local uh, local boys to come over and to trim the trees with him, and, and he would you know pay him decent wages and and everything. And then um, come Christmas time, they would have a uh, he would have a um, uh, a hayride where people can go out and pick their Christmas tree and cut it and come back and and everything. And I would spend my my uh, summers in college uh, with my aunt and uncle in um, uh, suburban D.C. And Arnie and I would go up on the weekends on, on Saturdays to the farm and trim trees. And he would also give a, give trees away to the local churches up there and whatnot. But it, it was so funny. For the last 10 years or so of his life, he was the president of the West Virginia Christmas Tree Growers Association. <laughs> <laughs> because mainly nobody else wanted to do it and so he did it and he was he was there uh representing all the also all the christmas tree farmers in in um uh in west virginia this 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 jewish man who lived in silver spring maryland <laughs> but he loved it and he loved his christmas tree he loved the holidays uh even if he didn't um you know celebrate it himself uh, you know, he would come to Boone and spend time with my grandparents. We would visit with him. We'd always go to a Chinese buffet on oh, Christmas Day. To. I mean, seriously, we, we Christmas Day, we go to a Chinese buffet because that's what he and his parents did when he was growing up in New Jersey. Um, and, and, and just, you know, it, it, it was, it just, it warms my heart. And I, I miss my uncle Arnie. He, he died a few years ago, uh, from a rare form of lung cancer. Uh, and um, and I miss him, um, but I have his menorah. And this year for Hanukkah, I I usually light the lights, but this year I I I, I lit the the candles uh, for peace. Uh, obviously, what's going on in the Middle East is 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 horrible, and I you know lit the candles using uh, my uncle's menorah uh, lighting for peace uh so um so yeah that's that's my uncle arnie did you hear uh we had a we were trying to find a menorah for the rialto and they were all sold out this year i'm sure because of all the people that were lighting them for peace yeah so. it's a lot of people are doing that this year so yeah yeah well i appreciate you sharing thank you yeah yeah and and the other thing too my grandmother uh would um grow Fraser fir trees in her garden and all through high school growing up I ever said no now, now do you did you have to plan those out like years in advance as yes. well or? yeah yeah so so I, uh, the lifespan of a christmas tree is about 7 years depending on the type of it so Fraser fir which is the dominant tree we grow here in North Carolina it takes about 7 years to get a to get a tree mature enough so it could be a, a Christmas tree. Usually you'll you'll have farms set up basically like seven fields. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so and and the reason why Christmas trees have been so expensive in the past couple of years, one for inflation, but two, there's been a blight that's gone through and it's been really affecting it's been affecting the trees. Uh so um I mean I I paid for a what I like to call a Charlie Brown tree, just a you know, a small six foot tree and I paid like 75 bucks for it where it, you know three four years ago it was like 50 mm -hmm. you know so but I always grew up with real trees because my grandmother grew them we would go up on fourth of July to Boone we'd pick out our tree and then on Thanksgiving we'd go up and visit and cut our tree and bring it back down the mountain we usually would have used real trees and the cats would always get in them oh yeah cats love fun. cats love them like oh, this is, thank you for bringing this home. This exactly. Is amazing. Yeah, oh, they love the smell. Knock down. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, now it's a, now it's a game. Of course it is. And fresh water. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. My cat growing up would always drink the water out of the Christmas tree. Uh, yeah, out of the Christmas tree stand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pro tip. One one fun thing my grandparents used to do when they lived on Laurel Knob was they had Christmas trees in their driveway. Yeah. That were. Living and so they would just decorate oh. the living Christmas tree, yeah. which was always really, really that's nice. really neat. Pro tip to keep your Christmas tree fresh: obviously, get a fresh cut when you get it, pick it up if you get it, 
get it from a, a, a stand or something like that. Uh, mix it with Sprite or ginger ale or some kind of clear soda. The, mix the water in with it. So it's like one part soda to three parts water, and that will help keep the, the tree fresh throughout the, throughout the season. I'd love to know the chemistry behind that. It's sucrose, man. It, oh, okay. It's all that it is. Sense. It's yeah. sugar. It's sugar. And so it helps it keep it fresh and keep it moist and all that stuff. So, All right. Well, that's good. You got any more? So we got more music? We got tons of Christmas music. It's, <laughs> it's a thing. It's, it's, a, it's thing. a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, we, have we hit an hour? Are we at the top yeah. of the hour? Uh, you're listening to Little Raleigh Radio, streaming online at littleraleighradio.org. Benny Mac is here with Lawn Darts Radio, your guide to deliberate leisure, <laughs> and his internal clock is pretty much perfect because he's like, "Are we at an hour?" And we were at one hour. No, minutes kidding, into the program. We were right on so, the money. Uh, so <laughs> that's the keep TV. it illegal. That's uh, the TV news producer. In there, right there's there. by the way, time for a uh, online donation at littlerallyradio.org. Yes, help us keep the lights on. Uh, come see you soon. Get some red T-shirts. Tax de- tax deductible. Maybe uh, I mean we're we're a five hundred one c three in good standing. I don't know how the the tax deductions thing is. Should we? Or should we? <laughs> it's a it's a they've they've like nerfed it for people. I think. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh uh, well, I mean most people take the standard deduction. Yeah. I mean you've got to you've got to you've got to. You but know. if you're in a position where you really want to donate enough to get a uh, tax credit, <laughs> we are here for you. <laughs> no gift too small, no gift too big. Come Nothing. on, come on out right there. Do, get, you know, keep us in your end of year giving list. And uh, it's our gift to be able to make radio for you. So thanks for helping us have the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Chipmunk song here on Lundarch Radio, <laughs> Little Rally Radio. It's off the uh, compilation album Quentin's Fun Christmas Time Records, featuring music from Jenny Bazettes, the Dinwiddies, uh, Max Gowan. Uh, Les Western, J.C. Graves, and a whole bunch of other wonderful local artists. No kidding. Uh, carrying, keeping the tradition of uh, Raleigh Christmas records alive, uh, beginning beginning with the old uh, Have a Holly Raleigh Christmas. Uh, we heard a, a little while ago, Oh, It's Christmas Time by the Rosebuds off their uh, Christmas Island, Christmas Time Island record. So uh, lots of good local music. Local, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. A lot of good people are making some Christmas music this well, year. Yeah. You know. Well, that's that was in the music is every year. Yeah. It uh, transcends the fourth dimension. That that uh, is true. That was recorded in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh but as we discussed earlier, that that was yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah, yesterday, today, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Ghost of past, present, and future. And future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, by the way, I got your Christmas present. You got me. What? I did. You it's, got a Christmas present. What is this? You didn't gonna, have to give uh, me a Christmas oh, present. Oh, well, obviously, I don't have to. Right. I mean, that would be horrible. What? To have to get someone a Christmas. You present. have to give some. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but as a joy to do so. So I appreciate you uh, providing this opportunity for joy. Um, okay. People might not know it, but I am I am known for my high quality Christmas wrapping. Um, uh, Splendor, my my, really? how how great I am for this! It is it is a nick that if you didn't know me, you wouldn't think I have. But I'm so good at it that I don't want to uh, disappoint anybody by them not being able to see it. Yeah. So I want Ben to describe how beautiful this present is wrapped <laughs> at the moment uh, for everyone. Uh. It is it is it is a it it is a it is uh, let's see a a red box. Uh, it is with a a nice green bow on top. It's uh, it, it's like red with white snowflakes all yeah, over right. it, and it is very well wrapped. All right, shake it so we can see what. <laughs> what do we got here? <laughs> yeah. What what do we what what do we have? Well, uh, I, I don't you, know what this is. I got you the moon, man. You got me I'd the have moon. To throw a lasso around the moon. Oh, for <laughs> the moon! Yes, you got me the moon. Hot dog! It's a House of Swank shirt. Uh, it is. It's it's the Raleigh. It's the moon over Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, from House of Swain. Yeah, fantastic. I was like, well, maybe he already has it, but but if so, he can have two. No, this is great. Thank yeah. you. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. I appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. 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 Pretty much when that design came out, I was like, there is one man that needs <laughs> this shirt more than any other. <laughs> yeah. This is. Oh, this is great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm yeah. gonna wear this. Thank you, House of Swank. Thank you, House of Swank. Appreciate you. Speaking of moons, should we get into it? 
It's time for News in Space. That's right. It's our weekly look at the happenings in the heavens, sponsored by my NASA logo beanie. That's right. I got a beanie. It's, I did. I was admiring that. I, right, right. It's still the worm logo, the finest piece of marketing design in all of human spaceflight. And let's see. Uh, we're looking back at some of the big stuff. Guess what NASA did <laughs> this week? What did, what did NASA do this NASA week? NASA laser beams, laser beamed a cat video from Earth to Earth from 19 million miles away. <laughs> this is from space.com. Uh, who says, uh, humanity has demonstrated its full potential using incredible feats of engineering and orbital dynamics to send a video of a cat named Taters to Earth from deep space uh, using the deep space optical communications experiment conducted by NASA and the jet propulsion laboratory. Uh, it beamed a, an ultra high definition streaming video of taser taters chasing a laser pointer from 19 million miles away. <laughs> uh, it took place aboard NASA's psyche spacecraft, which is currently on its way towards 16 psyche, uh, which is a metal asteroid in the main belt between uh, Mars and Jupiter. Uh, so <laughs> even every, even NASA loves cat videos. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done news in the space in a while. Uh, no, so we haven't. play some catch up. There's one of the some really really cool is um, NASA and astronomers uh, discovered a uh, solar system that uh, every planet. Uh, that was visible yeah. in synchronous orbit with each Synchro other. Yes, yeah, synchronous um, orbit. They're, they're, they think that perhaps our solar system might have had been synchronous orbit at one point in its history. Oh. And so if we can look at the deviation for how out of sync our planets are now compared to the harmony that this solar system that has not been hit by hazards can kind of give you a timeline for what kind of um, – um, objects and events that would cause the planets to come out of sync. Yeah. So uh, it's really, really cool, and it's going to give us a lot of uh, educated guesses into how our solar system was formed um, in a way that um, has given us a chance to have life here on Earth uh, and, uh, you know, give uh, Mars to Santa Claus. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to wrap my head around what it meant for a uh, solar system for the planets to be in sync with one another. Yeah, I was like, well, what does that really mean? Um, you know, it's like because obviously they're they're not in sync because they have different orbital paths. And I, I it, oh, it was I was yes. trying to trying to understand what that meant. And I asked you, and I never really got a got a response. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's I, I, I should I, not have asked on Instagram. I, yeah, well, that's true. I, <laughs> Step I, one. I, I, I yes, I think I know what it is. You know what it is? Yeah. Okay. So it's really, really cool. So you know how we are the third planet from the sun? Correct. Um, so if Mars was in sync with us in the same capacity yeah. that these planets are in sync with one another, for every three rotations that we do around the sun, Mars would then do two full rotations around the sun. Because it's farther And then for out. every three rotations around the sun that Mars does, yeah. um, oh no, I'm about to fail. Jupiter. Will, yeah, I was like, Jupiter. Jupiter will do two rotations for every three that Mars does. Yeah. That's what it means that they are in sync. In sync. So the closer you get to the sun, it's always a period of three. And right. then the next planet does exactly two in oh. that same. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fascinating. Now, they um, well, their next step is to figure out, um, because there are some inner core worlds yeah. that um, are not as visible and so they're trying to s they're hoping that each of the planets all the way up to their star will be in that same uh, clockwork synchronization okay but uh, so that's the the next step that's the next thing yeah that's fascinating and if it is then it will be a workable prototype for what our universe or our solar system would have been like before asteroids and various explosions mm. uh, cause moons and cause stuff to come out of sync with one another. Gotcha. And gives us a better timeline. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Just in time for the holidays, Hubble Telescope, yes, they're out it's still, working. it's still out there, still taking pictures, gives us a quote unquote snow globe, a galactic snow globe just oh, in time for the holidays. Uh, let's see. Yes. Uh, published NASA published a composite image resembling something of a wonderland of Christmas lights. 
Uh, it is the, the image subject is the billion star containing UGC 8091, uh, an irregular dwarf galaxy located within the constellation Virgo, some 700, excuse me, 7 million light years uh, from Earth. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous shot. If you want to go online, take a look at that. It is, it is pretty. Look at that. Look at that. Holy shnikes. I know, that right? Is, that is, that is, um, some mistletoe right there. That is, that, that's, that's, that's a, that's a snow globe in space. That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous right there. Uh, also, do you have anything? Anything else? Uh, I should. Uh, do we talk about Voyager for a moment? Yeah, let's talk about Voyager. So Voyager uh is apparently sending back gibberish <laughs> again again which one it's it's voyager one correct yes. yes uh voyager one uh is sending back gibberish as you uh, uh you may remember earlier this year it went down it stopped transmitting uh data and we had to send a software fix up there and it's now uh sending back a data but it's sending back gibberish yeah, and they, they are the engineers are trying to program send update code to the space probe to, to fix it. Yes. And it takes it twenty two hours for it to receive the code that they send it. So then the uh, the programmers um, have to wait another twenty two hours to find out if it worked. If it worked. So it's, we're talking uh, about days here. It's that far out. Both the both the Voyagers, both Voyager one and Voyager two. Let's see how far they are out there. Voyager 1 location, mission status is, let's see, distance from the sun. Oh, distance from the earth is about 15 billion miles. 15 billion miles out there. Uh, that's Voyager 1. Voyager 2 is about uh, is uh, 12 billion miles out there. So, that's pretty nuts. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and uh, I think as uh, we're moving forward with the Artemis mission, um, folks are wondering, there's a, a lot of folks gathering trying to figure out, um, in, um, are we advancing um, as a species? Well, we try to have more of a presence in space, or does it diminish us because it distracts us? from our, our worldly responsibilities. It, it, and that's the same um, that's the same argument that they had during the Apollo program. Yeah. Um, you had the uh, 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 well at that time um, uh, uh, the civil rights movement was in the middle of it. it Whitey's was, on the moon. Whitey's on the moon. Uh, Gil Scott Heron's uh, song and poem Whitey's on the moon. Uh, and and that, was, that was the question there. And um, Really, it was Nixon who killed the Apollo program because it was like, all right, we beat the Russians. Why do we need to keep going back to the moon? Uh, but speaking of which, 55 years ago this month, if, uh, Apollo 8 launched. It was the first manned mission. Excuse me. Uh, uh, yeah, manned mission. It was the first crewed mission to the moon. Uh, and then next year, Artemis 2 is going to follow in their footsteps as they go and uh, uh, orbit orbit the moon. But um, Apollo 8 uh, did it, and they, they were, we were the first to the moon, first to orbit the moon, and, and we did it on Christmas Eve. Uh, so let's take a little bit, let's take a listen to that, if I can connect here. I don't think I could connect. Oh, oh, somebody's somebody's jamming your signal. <laughs> because you're jamming, jamming my, my signal. signal. All right. Now but, yeah, gonna... but uh, with that, um, real quick, um, it's basically got people to realizing that they need to recommit to the values of the International Space Treaty. That's true. That's that's the conclusion. Yeah, and the Artemis Accords and everything yeah. like that. So, yeah, let's take a listen. Uh, Christmas from the moon. In 1968, three astronauts fell into orbit around the moon on Christmas Eve. The video they sent back showed a view of our planet that had never been seen before by man. It was the Earth rising above the lunar surface. Now that year had been tumultuous, with riots in Chicago at the Democratic National Convention and the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy. 
but the sight of the earth, so tiny in the distance, rising from the lunar horizon, captured the world's attention and imagination. We finally saw our little blue marble as fragile in a vast darkness of space. The crew, Frank Borman, William Anders, and Jim Lovell, each took turns reading from the book of Genesis as they flew around the moon. Tuned into Laundrette's Radio. That's your mandatory uh, listening of Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Joined by Kirsty McCall and a uh, uh, companion studio to, to make that song happen. Yeah, and we lost Sean McGowan this year. We did. You know, and it's funny because uh, uh, there is a TikTok. Uh, uh, and Shane McGowan, of course, is just a fantastic storyteller. Yes. And that, that song is one of them because on one hand, you're like, all right, there's this feeding couple. Yep. Perhaps uh, they will uh, they will reconcile. It ends on a nice, hopeful note. Yep. Uh, or it can be interpreted as here is an artist who has uh, given into um, his uh, lesser nature and it feels separated from his craft. But maybe he can just get his dreams back. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is that uh, while he was especially known by this song. The Pogues were just, I mean, just incredible, not just incredible Irish band, but an incredible band in general. And just, you know, really told the story of what it means to be, to be an Irish. Irishman living in England. Yeah, an Irishman <laughs> living in England. <laughs> Listen to this. Or New York in this case. <laughs> this is at, this is at Shane McGowan's funeral. People get up and start dancing in the aisles. So yeah, that was at Sean McGowan's funeral. Of course, they had a uh, you know a massive band. Johnny Depp was very good friends with him. He was one of his pallbearers. Carried him down the aisle. I uh, can believe that. Yeah, yeah. Just so you're like good because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Just a, just one of the many many talents that we lost this year. 
Uh, we may talk about that next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> For our For uh, our New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve show. Yeah. Good uh, deal. Before that, Ramones, Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight. Who wants to fight on Christmas? A surprisingly large amount of people. A lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people fight on Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's, for a lot of folks, it's one of those holidays where it's like, oh, yeah, this is why we invite you around once a year. Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> what are your movies that you watch? Because everyone watches movies. Well, obviously, it's a Wonderful Life. Obviously. I, I mean, that's probably my favorite movie. Um, um, so, and, and, uh, and for and, me and my mom, it'd always be Christmas. You know, right when we would get home in time to see George Bailey get punched in the face. Right. At the bar. At the bar. For mouthing off to Merv. Right. Uh, so, uh, uh, another good one. Uh, I mean, we talked about it earlier. It's not really a movie, but it, we always treated it like a movie. Uh, the stop motion Rudolph. Rudolph, right? Um, Rankin Bass. What is another one that uh, movies? I mean, I mean, I always liked Christmas movies. Scrooge was great. Scrooge is really good. Um, Which version of a Christmas Carol? Nope. You don't. Nope. Everyone goes Muppet Christmas Carol, that's which a is one. great. Which is Michael Caine is amazing. In Michael Caine. This is the meme that's been going around about Michael Caine. It's like he gets cast, and it's cast with the Muppets, and he says, "I'm going to play this straight edge. <laughs> I'm going to play Scrooge straight as an arrow." <laughs> but I think that um, the one that Bilbo Baggins did. The what? The um, I'm struggling to remember the actor's name. He played Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Um, Which Bilbo? <laughs> the, the, the real Bilbo. <laughs> Ian Holm. Yeah. Ian yeah. Holm. Uh, I go with George C. Scott. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I think he really embodies that. I mean, you know what I was talking about earlier is that he was he was much more um, just you know, just you know, grumpy rather than mean-spirited or anything like that. Yeah, I watch The Hogfather every year. The what? The Hogfather. Hogfather? Yeah. What is that? Uh, I don't know this. uh, Terry Pratchett Discworld um, series. um, We're basically, uh, obviously there's going to be a slight deviation for character names. So Santa Claus is um, in that universe is called The Hogfather. Sure. um, And he gets kidnapped. And there's only one other being that can go around um, the world yeah. in a single night and be in all places at once uh-huh. that has to try to take his place, which is Death, which is a recurring character in the Discworld series. Okay. So um, Death and his assistant are being uh, Santa Claus. Meanwhile, Death's granddaughter, Susan, has to rescue Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, oh, just the climax. Oh, just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um I, I wish that I had prepared this. I'm going to find the quote really quick. Okay. But if you could give me some filler. Fill- <laughs> oh, I'll give you some filler. No, that's fine because, uh, I, well, I wanted to ask you something while you oh, were yeah, looking at it. Oh, yeah, please ask me. So, I- so let me ask you this. There's been a meme around, uh, floating around this year that the Grinch didn't doesn't hate Christmas. He hates people, and that's fair. Do you think that is correct? Uh, I think that the, the Grinch has not had a chance to to appreciate Christmas and he's aware of how much he hates people but once he understands what Christmas is that 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 he loves it but it's definitely the noise and yeah. the the phoniness that that yeah. bothers him he just wants to get his groceries yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get his groceries that's exactly right <laughs> Well, Jacob is looking. But, but yes. Yeah, oh, so, you've got the quote. Uh, well, I've almost got the quote. You've almost got the quote. Uh, I'll just give you the gist of it. So okay. when they, it's it's it tries to tie Santa Claus back to being a Celtic being, and so if he's not there for Christmas Day, yeah. then um, the uh, the 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 sun will not the sun will go out forever, and it will be winter for all time. There will be no no coming new season. But thankfully, Susan rescues Santa Claus, a.k.a. the Hogfather, but she wants to know, so she asks her, you know, um, she asks her grandfather, she's like, so if we had not have saved him, what would have happened? Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, the same thing that always happens, you know, the world would tilt around the sun, and there would be a a big ball of fire, and, and life would continue. Yeah. 
And she's like, so it's all just a lie. It's all just make believe. Um, and, and it's all just a lie. So why do we perpetrate these things? And he's like, um, you know, we do, we tell the little lies, um, because without them, mankind cannot believe in the big lies, um, and turn those big lives into truths. Um, the, you know, the fact that there is such a thing as justice and compassion, um, and and goodwill. And so we have to have those myths to make, to believe, to understand, abstract concepts and make them a reality for one another okay okay i like that yeah charity mercy benevolence forbearance and and of course the person delivering this quote that i'm not even doing is, is christopher lee so oh it's christopher <laughs> lee <laughs> you you should you buried the lead jacob <laughs> okay okay uh getting back to it's a wonderful life you know it's probably oh, the, oh, i found it oh wait okay um what would have happened if i hadn't saved him uh, yes, the sun would have risen just the same. Yes. Oh, come on. You can't expect me to leave that. It's an astronomical fact. The sun would not have risen. Uh, uh, oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but but I gave you the gist, and it's, it's a good thing. Okay. Next year, I'll get this right. Okay. <laughs> Getting back to It's a Wonderful Life, I think it's one of the best war movies that's not a war movie. And here's the reason why. Frank Capra. Uh, this ended up being Frank Capra's like magnum opus, it, but he and Jimmy Stewart both went to war in World War Two. Frank Capra joined the army. Uh, Jimmy Stewart joined the army as well in the uh, the Army Air Corps. He was flying bombers, bomber missions with the Eighth Air Force uh, out of England, running uh, you know bombing missions over Germany, and that was such a high stress job for all the crews and the pilots that because they would go out there and they didn't know if they were coming back. Um, so uh, Jimmy Stewart spent the, spent most of his uh, time uh, in war uh, in World War II flying bomber missions over Germany. And he experienced real honest to God PTSD, just like anybody in combat or whatnot. They, they all have a touch of PTSD. So, you know the scene in It's a Wonderful Life after Uncle Billy loses the money and he yell and, and George Bailey yells it uh yells it um at, at at Uncle Billy and he goes home and they're decorating it's Christmas Eve, they're decorating Donna Reed, Mary is uh decorating, the kids are, you know, little Susie's playing the piano. He goes up to see Zuzu because Zuzu has a te- you know a, a teeny, uh, teeny uh, fever. She came home sick, and he hides the petals. And then he comes down, and he's just, he's just, just, you know, incredible. He's in despair, and he he yells at his kids, and he knocks over all all the models that he had done because he that was his dream of being an architect. That was Jimmy Stewart going through PTSD right there. That was him touching, you know, tapping into that. And he was tapping into all that while he was uh, uh, acting in that film. And, you know, when it came out, it was a box office flop. Nobody watched it. They they thought it was, they called it Capricorn because, you know, Frank Capra had, you know, most of his movies were, you know, these idealistic people uh, doing these, you know, really, really sappy themes, things like that. This isn't the first time that, that Jimmy Stewart worked there when he did Mr. Smith Goes to Washington earlier in the career. Um, and then the movie itself just languished for years and years up until the 70s when it got into the public domain and TV stations needed to program something on Christmas. And so they started playing this movie. Uh, on Christmas, and that's how It's a Wonderful Life regained a new life, is now a cultural touchstone, and became Frank Capra's um, magnum opus. Magnum opus. True and, story. True story, and that's why I think it is like the best war movie that's not the war movie. And, you know, when that book opens up at the end, every time. Do what? So when that book opens at the end, I, I cry every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Sawyer. Here's to George Bailey, the richest man in town. Exactly. Uh, we got our Christmas, our New Year's Eve show coming up next week. If you'd like to make a request, uh, get your thoughts in about something you love from this year that you uh, want to carry into the new year, shoot us an email. Listen at littlerileyradio.org. Uh, we'll uh, read your note or get your song on the air. 
Uh, da, 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 da. Merry Christmas, Ben. Merry Christmas, Jacob. I'm I'm thinking about other things, trying to find <laughs> find something. <laughs> trying to find something there. When we should be having this wonderful moment. Exactly. Yes. Very nice. Very good. Toast the night before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Well, maybe a mouse. Maybe a mouse. Hey, someone had to tell the story, right? <laughs> you looking up <laughs> don't you worry about that my friend don't you worry about a thing <laughs> well you know while we're doing it, it okay well, well. i just we wanted to close in song and we'll get there but okay. now, now i can give this moment the attention that it deserves do you want me to, to recite to us the night before christmas would it would it spark joy to do so does it do we have time <laughs> no <laughs> We've already gone over two hours. Oh, we have. And, and the the uh, the Christmas goose is cooking. Oh, can I sing a song for you? Yes, please. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. <laughs> if you haven't got a penny, a half penny will do. If you haven't got a half penny, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't beat that. Let's just get on out. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, here's Tom Waits, old thing sign. Hey friends, if you like Lawn Darts Radio, you can help keep us going by donating to Little Raleigh Radio. Your contribution will help us train community producers to share the unique voice of the City of Oaks. Go to littleraleighradio.org to donate, and thanks.